and the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. Ahab also made the Asherah. And thus, Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel than all the kings of Israel who were before him. This is the king of Israel, the king of the ten northern tribes. He marries the daughter of a Baal worshiper, which was one of the fertility gods at the time, uh, one of the gods of the area. <clears throat> and the prophets warned the people over and over and over again, do not serve those gods. Anyway, Ahab built a house or a, a place of worship for Baal in the capital of the northern kingdom. He also made a wooden symbol of a female deity, which is the Asherah, to complement the altar for Baal, a male idol. These are the people of the Lord God of Israel, and their leaders are going from worst to worse than could have been imagined. Now we're going to jump into um, 1 Kings chapter 17. <clears throat> and I got this quote, and I thought it was so cool. This is from a Dr. John Whitcomb. He says, like a meteor suddenly flashing across the darkened sky, Elijah appears on the scene without historical background and without warning. So here we go. Verse 1. Now, Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, As for the Lord, the God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, Surely there shall be neither dew nor rain these years, except by my word. <clears throat> if I could ask somebody in my house to bring me a glass of water or a cough drop, that'd be great. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> Baal was considered the god of fertility, and in an agricultural society, Having things grow is very important, right? Having flocks that multiply, uh, having um, plants that grow. <clears throat> I mean, that's everything. That's, that's all of life. And Elijah, speaking on behalf of the provoked Lord, the God of Israel, says, Enough! Yeah, thank you. You're worshiping Baal. You're crediting Baal for your prosperity. Guess what? The Lord, the God of Israel, says there's going to be a drought for years. And only by my words, as the prophet of the Lord, will there be any rain or even any dew. <clears throat> I hadn't written this down. I had been thinking about it. <clears throat> Even though Ahab did more to provoke the Lord and did more evil in the sight of the Lord, the Lord still wants Ahab. Even though he's, he's doing more evil and provoking him more than anyone else has, than all the kings, other kings put together. The Lord wants to take Ahab's eyes off of Baal and he wants them to be put on him. 
God's desire, again, is for relationship with us rather than simply religious duties. Okay. That, that was a free sermon. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So, this guy Elijah comes out of nowhere, somehow gets an audience with the king, and calls the king out on his wicked behavior. And in, um, I think it's either later in chapter 17 or chapter 18, it talks about how Jezebel, the, the queen, goes after, attacks, and kills prophets of the Lord. So here we go in, in uh, verses 2 through 7. <clears throat> the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go away from here and turn eastward, and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. It shall be that you will drink of the brook, and, have, uh, and I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. For he went and lived by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. And he would drink from the brook. It happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. So I, I find it interesting that <clears throat> the Lord told Elijah, to hide after he had his audience with the king. So Elijah probably knew that the king and his wicked queen would not be fans of his message. And as far as we know, Elijah didn't have a plan for surviving the king's wrath. But God spared Elijah. He told him where to go. He told him what to expect, right? DoorDash via Raven with a sandwich in the morning and a sandwich in the evening and fresh water from the brook until it dried up. Uh, one of my commentaries said that it could have been a year uh, that Elijah lived by the brook until it dried up. We've been in COVID quarantine for what, like eight weeks, right? Elijah spent a year in hiding. But imagine the faith that that would have developed in him. Having ravens bring him food every morning and every evening, every day for however long it was, weeks, months, a year. The Lord commanded the ravens to provide for him. The Lord made sure that Elijah was taken care of. And I would say that it was always God's plan to provide for and take care of Elijah, even before Elijah was told to go hide by the brook. But Elijah had to t step out in faith first and deliver his message of a drought that would last for years. Elijah had to take the risk and obey the Lord first. And then God delivered him from harm and kept him fed and safe. So how does this apply to us today?
when you receive an invitation from God to speak up about an injustice or to deliver a condemnation <clears throat> or even to offer a kind word, a word of encouragement uh, and a prayer. <clears throat> That's a call to faith. And we see in, in the life of Jesus that even those calls to faith come with testing. It was after Jesus came up out of the water after being baptized, and the Lord said, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. After that, it says in, in the book of Mark, that he was taken immediately into the desert to be tested by the devil. And the devil kept coming to him and said, If you are the Son of God, he was challenging what God had said to Jesus, right? And I'm sure <clears throat> that when Elijah got that word, go tell the, uh, the king that there's going to be a drought for several years. There were those voices, those voices of doubt. Is that really God speaking? Would he really do that? And what happens to us is, you know, do you step out in real faith? I mean, that's not a good way to say it. <clears throat> do you step ahead in faith? Do you step out in faith? Or, or do you lock up, wondering about what might happen next? What happens if I say this and, and you know, there goes the imagination. <clears throat> Truth is, if you lock up, you're not alone. But speaking as one who has locked up, you regret it. God invites you to join him in the work that he's doing because he wants you, he wants your faith to grow. One aspect of that growing faith is knowing that no matter what happens, God is faithful and he will provide for you. You can put your faith in the faithful one. And I want us to be encouraged that if the Lord is asking you to do something and you're concerned about what the ramifications will be, know that the Lord will not leave you and he won't forget about you. So Rich Nathan is the pastor of the Vineyard Church in Columbus, Ohio. And I got this quote <clears throat> Uh, from him. It says, John Wimber used to say that we need to be loose change in the pocket of the Lord that he can spend any way he sees fit. If you want to spend me right where I am, send me, Lord. If you want to spend me overseas, spend me there, dear God. If you want to spend me in this ministry, or this job, or this nonprofit, or working with kids or elderly people, or whatever, do so. And in this in initial introduction to Elijah, that's exactly what he did. 
the Lord had a message to deliver to the king of Israel. In the midst of rampant and ever-increasing evil, God steps in. He steps in to draw the attention of the wicked away from their false gods and back to the true Lord, the God of Israel. God has Elijah prophesy that there will be no dew or rain for years. And starting that day, that is exactly what happened. Jezebel, the queen, was quite fond of murdering prophets of the Lord, and that was as likely an outcome as any for Elijah. <clears throat> By faith, Elijah is obedient to the Lord, and the Lord is faithful to deliver and provide for Elijah. <clears throat> We talk a lot, we talk all the time about being a people of the kingdom of God, a people who partner with the Holy Spirit. If that is truly who we wish to be, if that is who we are, then we do need to be loose change in the pocket of the Lord that he can spend any way he sees fit. That begs the question, can we trust him? The answer is a resounding yes. We can put our faith in the one who is faithful. The Lord is at work and he's inviting us to join him. Saying yes to God will grow your faith. In the case of Elijah, um, In the case of Elijah, even his salvation grew his faith. He spent all that time by the brook being fed every day and every night by ravens, right? I mean, I, I can only imagine, will they come this evening? Will they come this morning? Do I venture out to look for other food? Are Ahab and Jezebel still after me? Can I go home? These are the things we think about, right? Elijah does exactly what the Lord tells him to do when he tells him to do it. Elijah's faith in the Lord kept him right in the Lord's protection. <coughs> this move uh, from the Crossroads Mall in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic uh, certainly feels epic in its challenge to our faith, doesn't it? What would it look like for us to put our faith in the Lord in relation to this move? It might look risky. It might take faith every day, multiple times a day, waiting on the Lord's provision. It might take longer and look different than what we would have imagined. Do you know what I'm so very grateful for? Our board members. They listen for the Lord and they obey the Lord. <clears throat> A 
year ago, we as a church went through a pastor change. And the candidate process took longer than we would have thought and ended up looking different than how it started. And when we got through on the other side, we could see the Lord brought us through and protected us and provided for us and gave us peace. That experience grew our faith. We can put our faith in the one who is faithful. And we, even when we don't know what the result is going to be or what it's going to look like, God is faithful. Uh, this verse to the church in Rome from Paul says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Did you catch how that verse started? And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. We show ourselves to be faithful when we, we respond to his call to fulfill his purpose. Spend me any way you see fit, Lord. I, I want to make room for the Holy Spirit this morning. <clears throat> um, how, how would we feel about uh, doing small groups uh, real quick and just kind of